You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Always Draft Season podcast. Jake Shemank here. Mason Thompson with me yet again. We are recording for the second time today. And uh, it's it's been a slog. We're four days out till the draft. And we got a pretty good show for you guys. So, Mason, how are you doing on this fine uh, Sunday evening? It is as good as it was earlier. We're even closer to draft it. <laughs> we are even closer. Just counting down the hours at this point, we got some... A, I love secondary players. They're really fun to do, in my opinion. So I'm glad to finally get to the last position group. Yeah, we've, we've been rolling through these position groups, like you said, uh, on It's Always Drafting Pod, part, part of the Packernet Podcast Network. Forgot that at the beginning. Uh, yeah, we're going to do secondary. We're going to do corners and safeties. First, we're going to hit the mailbag because we had some pretty detailed questions. So that's, that's awesome. We love all those. If you guys want to send us more, uh we'll like inquire on the facebook page the packing up facebook page yeah uh if you want to send them to ryan as well that's that's also fine he can relay those and so yeah we got a few from a couple one guy sent like four of these um yeah so we'll, we're gonna get to those to start with uh andy monday says which players are you willing to move up for so we took this as a two-parter because we said, you know, we'd be willing up to move up for as from a Packers perspective and then just in general, I think. Uh, Mason, is there anybody you'd move up for if you were the Packers? I mean, the only one that I would really move up for in round one would be Jamison if he slips. Okay. But I don't really think he's going to, uh, even yeah. with the injury, because it seems like he's really out of schedule. So I really think there's no chance i would say plus i feel like there's a team that's gonna be a lot more aggressive in trading out for him than us aka kansas city but i think i think that's really the only one i could see maybe if like a pass rusher slips which i don't really see as well but obviously the only one i could really see us trading up for is receiver unless we get kind of antsy about a certain safety yeah that's that's definitely the one I would do for sure. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Edge rusher, I don't feel like there's anybody I'm dying to trade up for. I'm not dying to move up for like a Jermaine Johnson. No. If he falls and they take him, sure. Works for me. But the only player I'd move up for is Kyle Hamilton. Uh, if I were the Packers. If he starts slipping, if he gets past 11, then we start to have conversation about it. Now, <laughs> the Vikings could take him at 12 and render it all yeah. not. But, and I guess Houston could too, but if he, I guess, so he's got to get past those three. Once he gets past those three, then it's ring, ring, Baltimore. How you doing? Yeah. We'd love to move up 14. That's, that's from my perspective, what I would, if I would move up four or five as the Packers, that's it. And I think Baltimore would happily take that. 
and then probably get someone with great value at the 22, as they always do. Anybody in Baltimore day? It is. It has been a Baltimore <laughs> day. I'm actually wearing purple. Funny enough, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, anybody in like in general, if you were any team that you're thinking of right now in the first round that you'd move up for? I think. I mean, we talked about it a little bit beforehand, but there's a big range from like 21 to 28 of just teams that could take a guard. And I know it's not the greatest to trade up for a guard. We saw the Jets kind of get roasted for it last year, but you've got, obviously we've talked about him so much on this podcast. Zion Johnson could still be there if he doesn't get taken by the Chargers at 17. I think New England loves to trade down. So if he's still there at 21, I could see a team like Tampa Bay moving up to 21, Tennessee, something like that. That's my big one right now, especially because it seems like there's a lot more steam behind the Zion Johnson train, finally. But that's one I could really see. Uh, Obviously, there's going to be people that want to move up for quarterbacks, but in my opinion, it's not really worth it for this class. Yeah, that's a good one for sure, Tampa Bay moving up. They might even... They might even move up to get ahead of Buffalo and Arizona, get a corner if they really want one yeah. as well. That's a possibility if they feel like uh, Bunting and Dean will not be around uh, in 2023. I don't know, even know if I'm the Chiefs and I really want to move up far for for Jamison. Like, as much as that would be ridiculous for the offense. I just feel like you're sitting with like four really good picks in, in a great range to get talent that that'll fall to you. So I don't know if I'd really make a move no. now. I might get aggressive if I was the Titans just For because O line, oh. like the, you, you gotta, you have to fix it. Like you can't just sit around and not, and I, think I don't you can fix it with one simple decision. Well, yeah. You I mean, move the tackle that you took. That you move to guard and you move him out to tackle. Yeah. But if he's bad, then, well, then, you know, for next year, right? And that's, that's just it. Uh, if I were the Saints, I'd move up for, for cross if I could get cross. Yeah. Same with the Chargers. If I could get cross, that's, that's the third tackle um, that will probably be off the board. I just think the Saints and Chargers, if they're going to try and stick with taking Penning or Ryman, I don't like that. I um, it. I would much rather take Gadecki in the third. Oh, yeah, Gadecki. Like Gadecki and Ryman. Yeah, Chris Paul, maybe. Sean Ryan for sure. Yeah. So I just don't think they need to get antsy unless it's for cross. So if one of them wants to move up there, if I'm the Saints, I would definitely move up for Hamilton as well. Um, See what – I'm trying to think as far as you go. I mean, seven might have to be – the pick to do it. Don't know how much off the top of my head that would cost, but those are some, some things I would, I would potentially look at next one. Yeah. So Andy sent another one. If Kansas city wants to move up to 22 ahead of Buffalo and Tennessee, what are you willing to accept in a trade? If anything, these and next two are kind of based. I mean, we can't really base it off of anything because we don't know who's there. Yeah. That's the but if we were to go by like the consensus box, and so that would probably be leaning with like 
Burks will still probably be there. Yeah. Daxton may still be there. Karlaftis is probably still there. I think it might be for Karlaftis. If Kansas City moves up? Yeah, I'm trying to think what they would move up for that like wouldn't I mean receiver. Maybe yeah. they don't take corner early. That's the problem. I mean, they don't, but at some point you have to. At some point they should. I think I they know. might take a safety is my only issue there as well. Well, they did sign Reed. Yeah. So they have Reed Sorensen. Or do they not? Sorensen's Sorensen. in New Orleans. Sorensen's in New Orleans. They have they have Reed Thornhill. Yeah. I, I still like Thornhill. Yeah, I do as well. Um, but if they, if they want Hill to play slot a lot, then I guess that's possible. But if I'm the Packers, I'm just sitting there and taking Daxon Hill because it's a great player. Yeah, I would take Daxon. The only possibility I would see like me trading down from then, I think it's more likely we trade down from 28 at this point. Yeah. But if Kansas City just blows us away with an offer, I'll be fine. Like if they literally just do, hey, give us, we'll give you your our first and second to get up there. Yeah, that sure. that late, that late second, that really late yeah. one, the whatever, what is it, sixty two? Sixty two. Yeah. They also yeah, have fifty. I, I, they, I mean, yeah. I don't think it'd be fifty. I think fifty might be too. Fifty is too much. Yeah. So if it's yeah, if it was twenty nine and sixty two, sure. I still think the value is between twenty five and seventy five is really really good. So yeah. You get a lot. I'd of take it, but I would kind of be upset with who gets taken in that range. Yeah. Now is my thing. Now, if you move back and like they take like Lewis Scene, Hill's already off the board. Yeah. They take Scene, maybe. That's. I'd still want Scene on the Packers because yeah. he's a really good player, and we're gonna get uh, to him. But I mean, the, I think at that point. Brisker, we need safety, and it's going to be brisker. We've already had multiple. We've had visits with them. So. Yeah, so it it would probably be brisker then at the end of the first, which I'm okay with as well. And it gives you 62 in the process. Sure, I like that. I, I'd be willing to accept that. Yeah. Um. Then Andy's third question was, "Don't believe Somewhere. I don't believe Cincinnati wants to sit at 31. Watch Kansas City pick twice before them. I'm trying to think of who that they would pick that." Cincinnati wants. I think it will be a corner. See, it would be so unlike Veach to do that. But but if he does it, okay. It makes sense, yeah. If the Bengals want to jump them for one. So that's at 28. This has to be like maybe a fourth. Yeah, that's what he said. He says pick 136 and the fourth is proper. Oh, he did say that, yeah. Do you take it? I mean, it's the same thing. Who's on the board? But Gives you another pick to move up in the third. Yeah, maybe, that's if you what I, that's, that. that's another thing. Yeah, I mean, it's three spots. The only issue is, does Kansas City want to take a receiver safety. there or safety. safety? That's the one thing. It's, like, say they get Karloftis at twenty-two, the Packers do, and you know you want a safety at twenty-eight, and there's safety on the board. Do you let even the Bengals jump you yeah. potentially for safety? Like they, I know they they brought Bates back. They tagged him. Yeah. And but Von Bell, I don't know how much longer he's gonna be there. Twenty-three, perhaps. Maybe it is longer. Potentially, yeah. But if if Bates plays under the tag and Bell, yeah, Bell, Bell is a free agent. Bell is a free. Okay, I thought. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's correct. I looked at my Bengals stuff. I think it was linebacker depth and like safety that they needed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if they go, they might go safety as well. It's two teams in front of you for a safety potentially. I don't know if I like that. You're just going to get everyone angry because you're going to still stick with that edge safety duo on the first round. I don't, you know what? They can be mad. They can be mad all they want. And you know what? I I'm excited for two specific receivers later in the draft. If they become Packers. One, I wonder what one of them is. Um, Definitely not. I actually don't think either of them you would guess. Really? I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe you would, but are you wanting me to guess? Yeah, go for it. Let's... Like for green Bay. Yes. How late are we talking? Uh, day two, day two, maybe late day two. I don't know. Is it Probably Tolbert? No. no, I I don't love Tolbert that much. I just think he might oh, be a oh, Packer. Oh, I know. Uh, come on. It's he, right? He's mm-hmm. got to be one. Nope, it's not. What? Sit back and enjoy while he guesses. It's I... not Pierce because you said it's not. I wasn't going to guess it. Yeah, it's not Pierce. Pierce, Pierce I'd be comfortable s- sitting in the 50s and taking. Neither of these guys fit the thresholds, oh, unfortunately. That doesn't help me. <laughs> I mean, it like, could help you. Are we talking like David Bell? Yes. Yes. And I'm back in. I'm back in. Bell, and it's. I really want to say Kyle Phillips just because it's. Like, no, it's not Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips is good, though. Kidding. Oh, it's Phillips? Justin Ross. It is Justin Ross. You got that right. One of the better. One of the better uh, coverage ID guys. I I think he's really refined in his, his technique. Pre-catch. If he clears good, the medical, man. if he yeah. clears the medicals, I want yes. because I don't. You can yes. wait. At that point, you can yes. wait. Yes. I will be perfectly fine yes. to let everyone freak out on yes. Packers media about not taking a receiver in the first. And you walk away with Pierce. You walk what if you could? Ross, what if you, you could walk, walk away with, with Ross and Bell? That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that is the that is the all-encompassing. Horrible testers, but great receivers. Two dudes who I guarantee you, Aaron Rodgers, be like, "Wow, they catch everything thrown at them. Everything, just, everything." I was big on Justin Ross. I was really upset with the whole injury thing because I knew he was going to be. If he didn't have that, he was just going to. There was no reason for him. He's, there's no reason for him to be in there in the forefront. No, like it's, like Brugler early on. Uh, in the process, I remember him releasing like early September board and was like, listen, I have Ross high on my board because if he can come back to 80% of what he was as a freshman, yeah, cool boy. And so I'm totally okay with those two in, in green and gold. And I know people hate it. If you hate it. All right. You follow uh, me on Twitter if- because I'm, I'm going to have two, I'm going to have a thing on both of them this week before the draft. And there. There's just so much to like. Anyway, so that's a Cincinnati question. <laughs> yeah, that we went off on a tangent. Anyway, uh, Aaron Nelson says, if there's a run at receiver, is it better to trade up and get in the mix or sit back and get one of the stragglers that fall from other premium positions due to said run? That's I think we part. both agree on this. The first part of this, we'll go to this first. Mason, yeah, I think we do. I'm taking the player at other premium positions i'm not especially at 22 
because like we've talked about, there's other receivers that we both think that we could take at 28. If we want to trade down, get a guy at the beginning of the second round to pair him with hopefully Pierce, hopefully some of these other guys. Yeah. But if say Carl Aftis, Dax Mills there, any of those guys, one of them has to be thick at 22 at my opinion. Yeah. I feel like they, I feel like they're probably going to be in the mix for padding if he falls because of a receiver run, which. That receiver run is literally from like eight is like the start. Jets could take one at 10. I've heard, I heard four could be the start. I mean, yeah. Which would be nuts. Um, But like probably eight, 10, 11, 15 through 19. I think 12. Yeah, I would not be surprised if Sting if the top two corners are gone. Yeah, yeah. If if it's it, yeah. If if both corners and Hamilton are off, yeah, I think they go receiver. I think that's also a good spot for trade down from Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah. So it's gonna be in the tens most likely. The Jets could kick it off. I think Atlanta fans hope the Jets kick it off and that they don't kick it off themselves. Uh, it seems Atlanta the, fans are all over the place. That's interesting. I feel like most that I see are like, no, Hamilton can't go receiver at eight. If like Walker or Tibbs or Hamilton's there, it's no, not even a question. One yeah. of those three, totally fair. Like Damski and them, they yes, want Hamilton big time. So, actually, yep. Which yeah, I they, agree. You have to <laughs> pick the best player available on that defense because yeah. it's not good. Yeah, I mean, I some of the receivers I do like a, a good deal, but like not over Hamilton, not over Tibbs, maybe not even over Walker. Like I understand the swing there. Like I may not love it, but I understand the yeah. swing you're taking with Walker. So yeah, we're both on the get one of the stragglers. So then he asked the uh, second part is what is the difference in skill level between top tiers? I assume of receiver. We assumed of receiver and, and then post round one receivers. And he says it in, in parentheses, I'm not the type of fan who usually screams about receiver, but it seems to be the only true need. I personally think the current list of pass catchers is fairly underrated. So I'd be okay living with post round one receivers. I am as well, depending. We just mentioned two. Yes. And the thing is, is everyone's Packers Twitter was interesting to watch the last like month and a half because it literally went from Olave one week to Pickens the next week to Watson the next week and is it just me or does like Pickens kind of just feel off the board because of the character issues I, I struggle with Pickens so much because like I understand so there's there's a lot of camps and he might be even one of the more divisive players because there are people in like the fantasy community who yeah. say this is why receiver one, there's no question. Like the injury obviously plagued him last year and they like the explosiveness. They like that the hands the catch radius catch point wins. Seen him get in the blind spot a couple times. Like he flashes there and, and he flashes after the catch and it's like, okay, well that's pretty complete combined with six, three, one Yeah. And you're like, okay, well say all that. Great. I get that he shoves corners down. He's not that good of a blocker. Like no. the highlights are good. That's why they're showing you highlights of him as a blocker. Yeah. Right. 
I don't think he's that great as a blocker. I think um, I'm trying to think who the best blocker is in the classes, but I mean, Phillips is pretty good. Phillips is so good. Phillips is really good. Uh, I could talk, I could literally go on for 15 minutes about Kyle Phillips. Yeah. There's another, and then guys, there's another guy like, Again, you use Amari Rogers as an offensive weapon type, and Phillips stays in the slot because he can. Again, he moves defenders well. Good football IQ guy. He he, he body catches, arm catches a little bit more than I'd like, but everything else is there really. He is a literal technician. Yes, just the yes. releases, the catches on the sidelines, like the body control. Oh is yeah, tiptoes. It is absolutely absurd. There is no reason why he is not being talked about, like at all. It's, it's, which is lame. It's a lame, it's a lame cop up, but that's probably why. I mean, cool. It's a still slot receiver. You look at, I mean, I'm going to say a name and I'm not going to want it like to be taken out of context, but look at Cooper Cup. He's a slot receiver. He absolutely just slaughters you. Yep. It's Kyle Phillips is, okay, here we go. Kyle Phillips is Hunter. Yeah, I like like. with he the just, again, Renfro, technicality as a route runner. Yeah. Yep. I think even you, he's not quite as good as Phillips, but like Khalil Shakir in the slot does yes. similar things as well with the release and the move defense. Like if Packers fans are looking like, okay, we need a slot, but we need possession guys. We need to win after the catch. Guess what? All, they both do yeah. that. Shakir and Phillips both do that. There's, if you don't, if you come out of day one upsets, that we did not take a receiver when we – I mean, just look in this scenario here. You take one of Daxner, you take one of Karlaftis at 22. Yeah. You trade down somewhere. I'm going to guess, just a wild one here, Seattle trades back up, usual trading part. Yeah. Into the first round, and you go to what, 40-41, one of those two. You still are going to get one of those receivers yep. that slips past the first round, whether that be Pickens, whether it be Christian Watson, John Mechie, Pierce, any of those guys. And then you can also get one in the third round, fourth round. So it's kind of just your own personal preference. Obviously, once the first pick, I'm honestly, I'm to the point where I'm confident in saying the first pick is not going to be received. I feel pretty strong with that as well. Unless like we get this. I don't know, man. I The Olave being there seems. I don't think he's there. Especially and if I think Burks will be, Burks will be. But and will I be upset own. if he's the pick? No. You're kind of doing a thing where you're like, yeah. I'm no, I'm not. Oh no, no, I'm not going to be upset. I'm just like teetering on thought of whether or not they take him. I don't know. But that's also a thing. I'm like, of the I rack my brain with that pick. But, but how does this sound? How does a move back sound? Take Pierce at that forty spot. Yeah. Move up to get Mechie. You're gonna have to move up ahead of Washington. They're hunt- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta move what six spots. I mean, that spots. is also fair. I completely Seven forgot spots. we still have a little or two seconds. Yeah, yeah. you got the it other two seconds. Much. So it won't take much to get ahead of that. Then you take Justin Ross. Yeah. Later if or the you get a Taekwon Thornton steps. as well. Or you could get Thornton. Or um Ezukanma. And if and you, you wind up with Pierce Mechie and Ezukanma. Like, you're going to need to, like, put CPR for me, honestly. That's going to be, like, the dream. Like, I will be, like, pinch me and my dreaming at that how's, point. How's, 
How's Pierce Shakir as a Kanva sound? I like Mechie better. Oh, me too. I, I just... I mean, I won't be upset. They stick and like... If, if you want, you could also like... How's, instead of Mechie, you could put in Kyle Phillips and it might even... How about, how about Pierce Tolbert Phillips? Sure. I mean, you so, might have to go two, three, four at that point. Yeah, you might. Yeah, I you probably would, and I think they would be okay with doing that. Although I don't think Phillips should be there in the fourth round. But no, sure. probably not. Um, but yeah, there's so many guys. I feel like later that like you could. I, I would be excited about most guys. Yes. Like, okay. Even if you move back to forty and you go way outside the threshold, and you select Jahan Dotson because he's still there at forty. Okay. Sure. They're going to get you more size then. You know they're going to get more size after that. Yeah. So if you're worried you about the size. You got thing, an extra draft pick too. So. Not worried I'm about it at all. And that's probably what a fourth, third? For Seattle to move up 12? Yeah. It might be I mean, a third. What is it? Are we saying 40 or 41? Either. Probably 40. So I guess. Unless one. maybe it is 41 because they want to pick out a good guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just be a little petty, right? Just be a little. That's petty. like what 150. My math is difficult, man. Holy cow! It would probably have to be 72, and we'd have to give up like 59. Oh, fifth. Oh, send a fifth. Okay. Yeah. Sounds Fine lovely. Money. By the way, 72 is a prime position to get tight end. By the way, <laughs> you need to talk to Chris about the tight end spot so bad. <laughs> Two is a premium spot to get a tight end he says uh, there's no tight end worth taking on day two and i am that's that is cap i am that is cap um anyway yeah. uh yeah so i think the difference in skill level i mean again if drake london can be who we think he can be there will be a difference level between him and pierce and him and Azukanma and yeah. him and tolbert like there will be that's just how it goes if he doesn't hit the way that people want him to in the first round, there will not be a big difference. So all the receivers going in round one, sans Olave, are a little bit of a bet on ceiling. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, maybe not as much as London, Williams, and Burks, but it's still a little bit of a bet that, that the ceiling is being able to beat press at 183. Olave's ex- expectations aren't a wide receiver one. If they are for you, uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, what no comment but like Olave Dotson Olave Sky Moore is there a major difference not really not really would you okay here about this in that scenario are you wanting Dotson or you want uh, I'm, it's not even a question you want Sky Moore over Dotson right yeah probably okay probably but I'm be upset either way if one of those is, I'm just upset so the Dotson thing for me is, is I'm just upset if he's like a pick at 22 or if he's a pick at yes. 28 or if he's a pick at 25 for the Bills it's like guys if, you don't have to do it that early yeah if you I'm trade a down player but extra pick yeah I'm good with it I'm just gonna be mad about taking like a Dotson or a Watson in the first if guys like Hill seen you know yeah. Karloftis Ebikadi all these guys are still on the board and I'm like oh my gosh edges oh, edges loaded safety's loaded just capitalize early like that's where I'd be upset it's going to be so great when, like, it's the pick at 22 is Hill or Karlaftis, and we trade down out of the first, and everybody is just freaking out on Friday. If I, and on then Thursday. two of those three second-round picks are receivers, and everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. 
when the full picture isn't made, people are mad. It's it's a, it's a clear deal. I'm gonna be jumping out of my chair if Daxton Hills pick a twenty-two. Um, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna be on two separate streams, and we're yeah. both gonna like stop and go to the other stream. <laughs> And they're yeah. like text each other on Twitter and just be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, like, the, yeah, I don't think the drop off's that huge. Imagine if Justin Ross is good. The he is value, good. Imagine if he's healthy. Imagine if he's healthy. That's like, the he'll more be good. And then the, and that's then the, the bigger then the, thing. Then the pick will be great wherever you get him. Like, yeah, I don't think there's a huge difference. It's not huge. Last year, no. it would have been huge. Last year, it's huge. Yes. If, if you're like, I still think that even though like Amon Ra is really good, like for the oh, spot he was taking. Oh, I don't like this. I still I think like I still think Waddle is much better, and like the gap is is pretty big, still in my opinion. I mean, um, I guess we see this here because they added Shark and they may not add another receiver. Yeah, but so uh, last year it was top. Then it was like, okay, we're taking steps down to like some of these guys, but still good. But like the steps were down because. Again, Chase Waddle Smith. I'm also taking a victory lap on Marshall. I do not care what you say. I that's fine. I think you should at this point so far. I think I yeah, it's gonna be a fun year to go back and in the summer and look at 17 through 21 at, at, and in further detail at the position. Anyway. So Steve Woltering asks, has anyone got a definitive answers to players coming off injury? Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Alexander, Tunyon, Garvin, Hill, Winfrey, he thinks. Uh, all were injured. Some came back. None shined as in all better. Are they all better now still having issues? Uh, we're not in the room. <laughs> so it's hard to say. I would be kind of shocked if like Bakhtiari isn't back and ready to go. Yeah. Full by season start if if not then there's a then then attack will be picked early first of all because they know about it and that's that's a telling story right there if the tackle is taken in round one that's a telling story on one Bakhtiari and two Jenkins yeah yeah because Jenkins again we don't the timetable for offensive linemen in in ACLs is a little bit different so don't know there. I assume Alexander should be fine. Yeah. That's the um, one I think I'm pretty confident. In, Alexander coming off it in the snow, it's cold. Like that's a tough deal off shoulder in the snow where, where you're in like 10, 12 collisions a game. At least that's, I'm not worried about Jair. Uh, Tunyon don't know. Garvin don't know. I have a feeling Garvin might be fourth or fifth on the depth chart by the time yeah. the draft is over. So Kylan Hill, I hope he's healthy. I love Kylan Hill. Uh, that's the other thing. Want to be telling on Kylan Hill? Pierre Strong. Yeah, if they take a running back around four, five, six. I mean, they have to take a running back anyways, to be well, fair. Do they have to? They don't have to, I would recommend. Next year's classes. I mean, also fair. Yeah. Wait. So if they wait, I understand. If they don't wait, I also understand because they, they often – if we get Pierre Strong, I am jumping. And that's going to yes. be like a fourth-round pick. It's going to be like Isaiah McDuffie last year where I'm out of my seat and just yeah. – yeah. The, the, my only question is like the, when the Rams pick first, what do they pick? Like one of, I think 104 is their pick. Are you saying they pick Strong? I think they might. 
Okay. Yeah. Anyway. You're just trying to kill all my fancy things, man. <laughs> um, uh, so Jason Weber said, you know, it'd be fun for a show. Maybe pick prospects that cause the most dispute as to where they should go. Examine the arguments for why they could go early and why they could fall. Is there a compiler somewhere that could be sorted for the greatest variation in rankings? I do think someone puts those together and has yeah. like high and low. You'd have to look around for that. I'll probably we look can do for that. We can do like a, a little whole bit. show on it. We could do a whole show on this. That's why we're not really answering it. Um, it's kind of a little an hour and a half yeah. on this because uh, yeah. there's so many guys you could get. And to. that's that's a thing. Basically, we can any receiver about. at this point. Yeah. Any defensive lineman, any linebacker. Is anybody – who is everybody sold on? Top two tackles, I guess. Top two tackles is about it, yeah. Probably Hutchinson, I guess. I mean, even if it's, like, between one and, like, eight, I feel like yeah. most people are in on that. I mean, I won't even say sauce. No. I. Because I know there's people that don't even have as a first round. Yeah, there are those. I won't be in that group, but my cornerback rankings will be a little so yeah we could we could talk about this so much um that's a thing we could also talk about like after we can talk about it after too because you see like it was last year it always happens players go a lot earlier than expected some drop it's for multiple reasons but we can talk about that next week after the fact yeah is a good option in my opinion we'll we'll talk about it and and if maybe we'll maybe we'll start a show off with that and see what like oh where this was ranked here here where he went maybe there's always players like i remember the one year when Jawan taylor was projected top 10 yeah and he dropped in the second to go round. to the jaguars at seven yeah. then was the pick in the second round to the jaguars yeah. funny enough it happened last year with jok for, no, yep. for the heart reasons it's and there's always gonna be a player that drops so we'll get to yes. that yeah that'll be something we'll definitely talk about so appreciate that question we're gonna take a break here we're going to get to corners and safeties. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All righty, back here on the It's Always Draft Season podcast, powered by the Packernet Podcast Network. We're going to jump into the secondary now, talk about this the last positional rankings type. And I think starting with corner, I still Ooh. think there's, I think there's some, uh, there's some discourse at the top mm-hmm. for think? some prospects. I think there's been rankings that have been all over the place. And Mason, who's your cornerback one? Sauce. Okay. There's who's yours because I'm intrigued here because I know you. There's always a few people that just Andrew Booth. Okay, is my one. There's so many people out there with Andrew Booth as a corner one, and I get it's. I'm also. But there's also gonna... people that don't even have him as like top six, top seven. I would love it so much if Booth didn't go in the first, and then just absolutely balls out as a second round pick. I'm I'm really digging that, um, but I do I get it because with Sauce Gardner it's again size length, be a press guy like I. There's so much to him with instincts and kind of, not not as much guessing. It's it's yeah. sort of processing about where guys are gonna go, where guys are taking their stems, where guys are gonna break. Like there's so much processing and just tape study you could just tell like like he he has a great feel of what receivers are doing depending if they're starting outside leverage starting inside leverage he he has a really good idea and he's the confident player like this is a guy that has to hit your nickname is sauce you better be hitting like if you're a bust this is this hurts because you have the nickname you have the temperament for the position like there's no like that's yeah I, i for me, for Sauce, it's one thing I was always told to look at was for corners, number one, feet. Number two, eyes. Number three, change of direction. And I feel like Sauce has that. And another little thing for me is it kind of takes me off when you aren't physical in the run game, like at all. And yeah. Sauce is. So it's... Yes. That's it's, why Booth is for me as well. That's why he, I have him at the top. He, same thing, comes down, hits you with authority. Uh, just watch the Georgia game if you haven't watched Booth, for those listening, if you haven't got to it yet. Like, that's that's great stuff. Fly downhill. I 100% agree with you. I think that's maybe why people are a bit lower on Kyrie Elam. Yeah. Because, and it's weird because – 
I think we're going to say the same thing. Go ahead. We've heard it with Stock Exchange, how they just mentioned, like, what's – Matt Elam is his dad or his uncle, right? Uncle, uncle. And Elam – like, Matt Elam was, like, a really physical in the run game. And it just does not show up. No. Like, Sycamore and Connor Rodgers have beat that point in to, like, everyone's brains. Yeah. And it's – it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I think he transitions really well. Like Kyrie Lim transitions really well for a guy his size. I I think the footwork's good. He gets grabby. There's no doubt about it. That is a huge thing. There are there's laundry flying throughout the Florida game. But Florida game, he plays. Or, or, yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, it's been a long. Um. I was just watching his South Florida, uh, the Alabama game. Sorry, the against Matchy and, and and Jameson Williams, but he squeezes to the sideline really well. Uses that sideline as the extra defender. He can turn a run with anybody. It's again, it's just it's grabby and no tackling because I think the ball skills are there as well. So it's just like it, it's just maybe just an aesthetic for us and just a like just one part where you're like. Just I want to like this guy more, but he just doesn't. He doesn't do the one thing that you want to see a lot of corners do. Eric Stingley. <laughs> it's what a what a what a process for Derek Stingley, right? Like what a draft process for Derek. Stingley. He, he is <laughs> in the summer touted top three pick. Lock it in. This guy had a ridiculously insane freshman season. Was it six picks, 15 passes defense? I Something think. like that. He was the best corner in the country. Potentially he somehow didn't win SEC freshman of the year. I blame SEC, the voting Bo Nix over him for freshman of the year was downright laughable. <laughs> um, Bo Nix isn't even good. So, like, it, the pedigree, the, the higher crew, like, the freshman, the slide is 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 real. After that, now some people are making the joke like, "Yeah, okay, really, really good." As you know, a freshman when they were really good, I would you'd quit too on a bad team. It's like that's I don't want to hear that. Yeah, if he's a high pick, he's probably going to a bad team. Also correct. Yeah. So that's not something, and it's a joke for sure. But like, that's not something you want to hear at all. Uh, but again, I thought he filled pretty well in the run game when he played this, he was, this past year. He was good. A lot of people said that like this year was even bad when it wasn't really that bad. It really you know? wasn't bad. The UCLA game was fine. I know he had like a, I know he had a penalty in that game. Other than Kyle then, Phillips just making his life miserable. That that, that one touchdown, yeah, kind that of was, dropped him a little bit. That yeah. wasn't great. But again, like. Then the process comes around. Wow's everybody at the pro day. Brandon Saley's there thinking, man, we need more corners. He even says it. It's like, okay, well, maybe the Chargers are moving up for him. But Chargers move now up it's, six to take Stingley. I'm in, babe. I'm in. <laughs> Stingley in those colors just it it, it looks right. Oh uh, boy. Him Stingley in the powder blues, man. Oh, him, Samuel, and JC Jackson. Staley's even said you can't have enough corners, but now it's like we've reached the process where it's like, okay, he's going top five, top three. He's going seven at the Giants as the floor. Or yeah, I think, I think seven's the floor. 
Like, it's crazy. So we've we've Which, kind of full circled. Everybody was low on him. Then then he, yeah. you know, oh, he interviews well. And it's like, oh, I better put him back up. I think we got a little crazy with it. Yeah. I think Stingley is just just good. And where do you have Trent McDuffie in your rankings? I have him ahead of Gordon. I mean, yeah. Um that isn't really that spread, obviously. No. I have him fifth. But wouldn't shock me. He's a guy I would go go to war for though. Yeah. In a war room. Though. I think he's That's the thing. I think it's a good possibility he's to the one of the Eagles picks, honestly. Or Baltimore. I think he could even go I think Nine. Houston, Baltimore, Philly, all in play. Yeah. Then I don't know. Then it then it gets interesting after that if nobody takes him. Unless I mean Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> they like Samuel on the outside. They put so he, he doesn't have a lot of snaps in the slot, McDuffie. Obviously, his short arms are the are the question. That's that's what everybody's talking about with him. Did a, a lot of side saddle, a lot of bail, right? When they're playing a ton of zone in that scheme. So not a ton, not as much coverage in man, in man that you as you'd like to see. I still think it's fine when he is. I think the pedal's strong. Just again, the instincts in zone. He knows where the he knows where routes are going. He understands concepts, and I, I need to get this much depth and can make plays on the ball. It's just again, are you taking a potential potential slot corner ahead of Gardner Elam Booth Stingley? But by all accounts, high character guy, one of the highest. You said you're not right. Is that what you said? I'm not, which I think is fair. But I definitely I think take him over Gordon. The high character things to get Houston really big. That's a big main reason why Sauce the Houston is just kind of. I think it's a fairly good chance it happens now at this point. Just with how bad the secondary is, just needing that top corner and that defense perfectly kind of fits that system. They want confident players and everything. So. Yeah. He said he wants to be the best player at the best corner of the game. So he said he's the best corner in the class. I'd be more concerned if anybody didn't say that. Well, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, if you're interviewing a seventh round, you're going to say they're the best corner of the draft. And you're like, okay, well, you're, well, you're not. But like, are you going to have, but... are you going to be real happy when Josh Jobs says he's the top corner in the class? <laughs> I mean, I, I dig the confidence. I don't even think he's the best Bama corner in this class, but. Correct. I agree in that. Correct. <laughs> I, agree I love the correct. That. I love the correct. It's like we already know. <laughs> um, the best corner McCreary. at Can we talk about this? Wait, what's up? The best corner. What? The best corner at uh, grabbing people and getting pass interference called on you at least like twice a game. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, he beats he beats Elam in that department too. Um, <laughs> the McCreary slide is just kind of unreal at this point. Yeah. Do, do you want to hit on Gordon first? I just feel like he just doesn't find the ball. He doesn't. If we talked about it in our mock episode where it's That's just right. he was up there. Like, I honestly had him at Arizona, like, the one mock draft I've done after the, the season. And here we are again mocking him in the first after a not-so-stellar combine when people thought he was going to drop into round three. Yeah. And now he's back up in round one. So it's just kind of weird. Well, the I, yeah, I think the back the big thing round was because he's going. Yeah. Right. He's going to the draft. So that's why everybody's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Got to throw him back in there. And I, I'll yeah. admit that. I'll admit I did too. 
But I also think he gets wide. He, he yeah, he gets really wide with his feet sometimes, and that's a little like okay. And I get not wanting to cross your feet at all. But like if you get too wide, there's a point where changing direction becomes a little more difficult, depending on which way you're facing. So it's just a couple things with Gordon. Could he be? Could he end up being one of the top guys? Maybe. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um. So yeah, McCreary and Marcus Jones, I feel like are two other slot. Yeah. Guys. Everybody's dogging McCreary because the arms. Yeah. I mean, I mean if you ball out, you ball out. That's just my issue. The measurables can be a measurable, and it's a big factor, I guess. But like, if you perform, like. Say a team has like a five nine corner. Like, look at Jair. He, sh- he was short, according to all Packers standards. And he balled out in college, and look what he's done. He's balled out in the NFL. Yep. So it's happiest trust- I've ever been for a underst- pick recently. Yeah, I understand it. It's like, sure, you look at those, and it's kind of a concern, but just turn on the tape and just watch. One That's of the just- best fundamental press man corners. Yeah. It's just that simple. He and he's. Mobile. A willing tackler in the run game. Yep. Is he fast enough? I think he's fast enough, right? To yeah. go vertical. I think he's fast enough. I don't need you to be four three nine. No. I don't, I don't need that. As uh, long as you don't run four nine. Yes, exactly. Like a certain person. So Yeah, well, that was um <laughs> Is that what he ran, Kendrick? It was something like that. Yeah, I think it was like four eight at least. And that's like not good. A lot of people were like, Yeah, he's fast, he's fast, he's fast. I'm like, I don't not know what you guys are watching, man. Yeah. Not great. That was a quite a fall. Yeah. For him. It was. Um Marcus Jones. Two shoulder surgeries, double shoulder, not shoulder great. surgery. That's not ideal. However, adds to your return game. For one. Yep. And for two, the functional athleticism is off the charts, changing direction. The ball production is very good, too. So I totally understand somebody maybe at the end of round two or <laughs> Denver uh, saying, you know San what, Francisco. let's roll San Francisco as well. Let's roll. We know what, what he is. And it's it's impressive. Um, Are we wanting... Then- Tariq Wollin at all? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna group him in with the 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 smaller school guys that test out their minds. Yeah, that's fine. And so like Joshua Williams, Fayetteville State, Zion McCollum, it's absurd athleticism for the position, and Tariq Woolen, who has size and athleticism for the position. I mean, Zion McCollum's not small. No, he's not six four. Have you seen like the press bail technique that Sam Houston runs? Yes, and I think it's very awesome. It's weird and like you know, Charles. Ju- right? You're talking about the jump, right? Yes, that jump step, the jump, yeah. and like the boom, like outside, get your hand on him and kind of just let him by, but you're still right there. Yeah, where you're playing like, a little trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. I think the ball cool. skills are kind of concerning for McCollum, like yeah. big time, honestly. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. He has all the athleticism in the world. Yes. So if, if you're making a team mock draft out there and you have Zion McCollum in day three, that is 
probably not, not going to happen for you. I don't think 10 out of 10, 100 percentile athletes are going to be day three picks. Houston is, this a, good is a Jelani Wood statement as well, by the way. Houston's a good possibility for McCollum. Yeah. If they don't take a corner ground away. I think even if they do, why not double up? It's a nice class. Sure. It's a nice class. Your corner room is bad. Sauce yeah. McCollum? Sure. Sounds good to me. Yeah. You got Desmond King in the slot. You're ready. Yeah. Who wanted to stay in Houston for some reason? Uh, Williams, I think, is just – I think he's agile, and I think he, he's he got the he's got the strength to him. And he's good length. Length is, is very good as well. Um, not quite Sauce's length, but almost 33, which, <laughs> which is crazy. So he's – He's kind of the guy who didn't like do the best. He didn't have the best testing numbers as like Woolen and McCollum did, but like that's the day three guy there. Yeah. Is is Williams. I've seen some talk about him at safety as well. That'd be such a Belichick thing to do. (laughs) Belichick taking another small school prospect as a defensive back. (laughs) Yeah. Joshua Williams, Kyle Duggar at safety. Kind of kind of like the sound of that, actually, if I were if I were doing a fan. Do you want to talk about Woolen? Yeah. I think I think that's a Seattle pick. I think it's a Seattle pick through it. Yeah. Like honestly. I just think. high athleticism, big, tall, fast. Like what is he? Six three? How long are his arms? Like what? 30, it's like 33 and five eight yeah. or something. He's I mean, I don't know what it is, but like Houston and Texas San Antonio, like the corners from there are always just kind of like fiery. Yes. Like when you watch the film, it's really just intriguing to watch. It is. It is. It's he's Tariq Wollins new to playing defense too. So yep. Switched a corner in 2019. He's got a ton of room to grow. I mean, it's another I think it's Seattle. I don't know how it's not, honestly. Yeah, that's just such a such a Seattle pick at 40 or 41. Or maybe they move in the first round, take him. I don't know. For <laughs> symmetry. For draft symmetry. That's, instead um, of that nine with the weird Seattle pick, it's oh yeah, not not penning at nine, but it's, yeah, but it's straight up for <laughs> for pulling it at like 30. Okay. I'm there. Um I know we're getting long in the tooth with with the corners. How about each of us are gonna highlight like three more? And just, like for the rest, yeah, there's just yeah. so many. There's just you so want me many. to go first because yeah, I know go that you're gonna take a few of mine. Number one, Kobe Bryant, uh, Jalen Armour Davis, and then probably uh, let's you just go one liner on each of those guys. Kobe Bryant is just smooth, in my opinion, just does everything really well. I mean, senior role really just capped off everything for him. He had a really big senior bowl week. Uh, I don't really understand how he isn't getting more hype, in my opinion. I think he could go late second, early third, and I don't see that a lot. But Armour Davis is – I've seen a few with him as like a top seven guy. Yes. (laughs) Are you saying yes because you have him there? No, no. I've I've also seen those. But it's just, it's an Alabama corner, number one. And are you helmet scouting? Okay, simple down there. 
Like, you know he's got good technique and everything, and he's just getting overshadowed by, like, some of these other guys. When, like, even at the combine, he showed up, and everyone was just kind of like, oh, who is this guy? He's an Alabama corner. I've never heard of him. I'm like, yeah, he's good. <laughs> like, he's really good. Um, Chase, Lucas, both those Arizona State corners are good. They did good at the Shrine Bowl and everything. Lucas could have came out last year, and he didn't. I don't really know why, but like just consistent. I feel like Chase Lutz is a Belichick guy. Could <laughs> be. Everybody's a Belichick guy. I mean, yeah. We didn't talk about Beavers being a Belichick guy. We recorded earlier today, too. Chanel. <laughs> Chanel would be. It's just, I guess Lucas isn't going to be obviously like starter right away, but I think you could trust him in nickel a little bit. It's like that dime kind of sub package guy. That's just me, at least, though. Maybe. Yeah, I like those. Bryant is just like a technically proficient guy, and he plays for his yeah. like a good run defender. Like, it's because he's he, he's he's like solid everywhere, and he's not like great at anything. And yeah. nobody points out like, oh my gosh, this corner has great technique, and then talks about like nothing else other than like everything else is like middling, like good. Yeah. Everybody wants to jump out and say ball skills, length, physical, like. But he's just technically sound. The three I wanted to bring up, actually, I'm going to do four as well. I want to talk Tariq Castro Fields, good size, good speed, and did really well uh, at the Senior Bowl. He's at like the late, that late swipe at contact, a good timing yeah. at catch point to disrupt. Cam Taylor Britt's just instinctive, good ball skills as well, like him. Yes, I'm going to continue with another guy in the Big Ten, Fayon Hicks from Wisconsin. I, I, this is probably my day three guy. Is is Fayon Hicks, and this is Ian Cummings. It's the same for Pro Football Network. Really likes him. Yeah, I mean, anybody that Ian says is good, I'm just gonna agree with at this point because he got me out of Ezekama, and I'm not leading the bus at all on that. So, I the Fayon Hicks one is is spot on. The other guy I want to mention because this school continues to produce solid defensive backs, except for Paris Ford. But he ran f- like four nine, so or five. He ran five oh four or something like hey, that. Hey, just hey, anyway, just stop because Darren Kendrick. Might anybody, stop. anybody who was a big fan of him, that never. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He he was he was he was a really he was really good with what Pitt asked him to do. Um, Damari Mathis. Yeah, I mean, do I need to say <laughs> anything else about Pitt DB? They they they're on an island all the time. You have to be good at man coverage to play a Pitt, basically. And Demari Mathis is, and he can play inside outside. I've seen him at safety as well. Yeah, he him at safety. Uh, Alante Taylor was another one that people decided thought maybe could move to safety as well. So corners deep, uh, extremely. So we didn't even march. We didn't even mention uh, Emerson Emerson. He's Emerson good, from, yeah. who's a good man coverage guy from from Mississippi State as well. So it's it's loaded. Let's finish this up. Move this sucker to safety here. Do we even talk about Kyle Hamilton? Fantastic. I don't think so. Do we need to talk about Daxton Hill? Daxton Hill, fantastic. I think we mentioned him at like. I think another versatile chess piece. Three, the top three. We don't even really need to talk about Lucine. Physical, great run fitter in the alley. All that good stuff. You know, you know about Lucine. Those three, you know about. Brisker, you might even know about. You probably know. Oh yeah, you probably know about Brisker and Petrie at this point. Those those yeah. those five are like the consensus top five. Brisker is just like, where does he play? Yeah, because like I his think... best stuff was at like Robert middle of field, yeah. 
which was such a um, a chancellor thing. So you heard it here first. He's camp chancellor, obviously. Um, <laughs> this is. Does that mean he's going to Indy? With Bradley? I, that would love that. Then who do, who do they take off the field? That, like, who do they take out with the field between Blackman and Willis? Or well, do they do Blackman three will safety? just take himself off, right? He's not healthy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, what? What he isn't? He 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 did yeah. get injured last year as well. He's I, such a good player. I just I would it. probably take. I in all seriousness, I'd probably take Willis off because. Uh, well, that's a tough. That's actually a tough question. Who comes? They shouldn't take him. Six DBs on all the time on the field. Um, Move him in a corner. That's what any needs. Do you think Petrie can play anywhere but the box or the slot? Oh, yeah. Yes. You can? You do? Yeah. Okay. Do you, you think he can play like single high? Probably. I mean, if Daxton can, yeah. What? If Daxton can, he can. I mean, I wasn't having a shot at Daxton, but they're similar players. But I'm trying to get up. A little bit. Maybe I need a fourth game of Petrie. Because I just think he's just going to be just darn good at the, the spot he played. I'm putting that on the list for <laughs> before Thursday. What is your list like? Because what? Wow. What's your list like? Because you said you need to do like 11 team box. <laughs> oh, it's 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 ridiculous. Don't worry. Do you have time to sleep and eat? Yeah. Everything's, everything's a smoothie. Between now and Thursday. <laughs> um. I mean, if I don't get to it, I don't get to it. I have three games. I, <laughs> you did, I thought like, you were talking about getting this eater sleep. I was about to say. No, 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 no. If if I have time and get to like a fourth game of feature, I will. Yeah. Um. So those are the top five. And then I think the next two, maybe three, would be Nick Cross, Brian Cook, Kirby Joseph. Those I'm going to let you take the floor with the one from Illinois. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean – so didn't run the best, but I still think, I mean, you're playing, you're drafting Kirby Joseph to be the rangy guy in the back end because he finds ball and makes plays. I mean, interceptions came at a great clip this past season and he really found his footing late at Illinois. So that was great to see. I thought he did okay when you asked him in man coverage against tight ends. So if you want to use him in a role that's you have again, and I think, I think we should be moving to this is not having safeties. You have to pigeonhole. If you can have a versatile safety room, you're golden for good. Um, because I do think Kirby Joseph can play center field and he can, he can drop down and, and man cover tight ends or, you know, just even Rome. Um, angles against the run in the alley or, uh, not the best. Um, so, but again, those are the two roles that I'd, I'd stick to in the beginning. Do you want to take Cook or uh, Cross? I'll take Cook just because, number one, he started at a smaller school at Howard. Uh, transferred to Cincinnati. Uh, he's, he's versatile. Uh, really versatile, in my opinion. 
good diagnoser, in my opinion, honestly, as well. Just like seeing the whole entire field in front of him, uh, anticipates really well. Did not have the greatest ball production, like taking plays away, but like it is what it is. He's reliable, in my opinion. Um, it's he's just another player that you consistent doesn't do anything like fairly super well. It's kind of like a Cincinnati secondary thing outside of sauce. <laughs> yeah, I. Oh yeah, you said Cook. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. I was just I was looking at Nick Cross for some reason and thought you were doing Cross, and I was like, I don't know if he's the best on the back with everything in front of him. <laughs> wow. Okay. I I was. We both need more sleep. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Brian Cook. I do. Yes. He can be everywhere. That I don't. He hits hard. Um. I don't know if I'd want him on the roof by himself. No. Is the only thing. Um. Other than that, though, like if you're if you're playing too high a lot of quarters and he's coming to the alley, absolutely. And you know he has has help and he can just take half a field as long as he doesn't have to take whole. I'm good with that. Yeah. Cross is like savage. Wow, you're doing the went to Maryland. Wow, no, wow. it's just like I like with Savage, as I've often said, and you and I said this when the Green Bay picked him. I was like, I just don't think him and Amos didn't really compliment well because I thought they were both the best at robber box roles. It's worked. It's worked. It has worked. And so I guess I was just wrong, but also, I don't know. I feel like there's some, he, he left some plays out there in the back end this past yeah. year uh, in the spotlight. And that wasn't great, but I feel like crosses like angles from the back where he has to get to the alley are, are not the best part of his game. He needs to be kind of similar to Brisker where his best thing is robber middle field. He has a plenty of athleticism to be a slot guy as well. So again, it's just another guy who you can maybe get away with putting him on the roof if he has help, but I probably wouldn't do that. I would much rather have Petrie back there even though i said i don't i i just haven't seen him play back there so i i don't know i'd still probably in that direction i kind of want to highlight a few small school guys here as well for it um what are your thoughts on sterling weatherford does he play safety or does he play linebacker i think he's gonna have to play like overhang linebacker i just he has good ball skills. But it's another thing. It's like, I just don't know if he can cover enough ground. Yeah. So the other two I wanted to really mention were Reed Blankenship from Middle Tennessee. And then you have kind of way down the order now, apparently. Because honestly, like I had him in every seven round block I did, but Marquis Bell from Florida. And always, oh, yes. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Hell, that's the one. That's the guy. Because <laughs> um, I think he was Juco, right? Yeah. After he went somewhere. Where did he go? Uh, did he, didn't he oh, go to? He went to Maryland. Uh, he went yeah. to Maryland. <laughs> yeah. Um, if everything has been turned around, as some have said, that's the guy I want on day three. Oh, yeah. 
hundred percent. Like Reed Blankenship is such a guy who will stick though, because he he'll be a great yeah. special teamer. A la Clayton Fedulum for those who oh, yeah. remember him. Probably Greg Eisworth from Iowa State's in that same boat yeah. as well. Um Harvell Peel is just legitimately all ball skills. That was just about to ask about that. Because there is there's a there's a hide out there for him. Yeah, there is. And I get why, because he, he finds the ball on the back end and really does his best Garrett Wilson impression when he jumped over the Clemson corner. Yeah. Like he gets up for the ball. Like Arvel Peel will, will be very hard to outjump. Um Leon O'Neill. Everybody he is he is like very much talked about like, you know, he should be going higher. Like he he just made plays at Texas A&M, which he did. He 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 made yeah. a lot of game changing plays. Uh, I just need more consistency, man. Tackling run game, like you're six one two oh five. I need you to come up if if you know versatile safeties are going to be the new norm. Like can't just do one thing. You need to come up and hit. We talked about nicknames earlier. What about Smoke Monday? <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel as well, honestly. Take him or leave him, I guess. I at this point. I might be more thrilled with Wanya Thomas from Georgia Tech, yeah. honestly, than Smoke Monday. Has just come down and fill with authority. And is 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 fine in man coverage. Like had a good shrine bowl uh from all accounts down there. So I like that. Yusuf Corker has like one of the highest character grades for most people from Kentucky. Um, What's up with Verone McKinley? I think it's just because he's like, people know he's not fast. And I think that's not going to help if you're going to ask him to cover at all, like in the slot or anything like that. Like, I think everybody just wanted to like him a lot because again, next Oregon safety, Javon Hall was phenomenal. And just wanted to like him. And I, I, the live viewings were great of his because, again, he's, he's making plays in big moments. So maybe that's what he becomes. I just feel like athletically, I'm still taking Cook over him because Cook just oh yeah does a lot. Like McKinley tackling is – it's okay, but he tackles like high a lot and like if you're in the AFC and you have to face Derrick Henry you can't be doing that (laughs) like you can't tackle high like I so I don't know JT Woods is the is the other one really intriguing if we're gonna finish up with a name just because the speed and when he when the flashes were there of him like recognizing he could recognize in time it's over because he's get he's probably beat the ball to the to the target unless it's like josh allen right like or rogers who can some guys who can get away with it um but he can get to the ball in a hurry and these baylor dbs are no joke we didn't mention kalen barnes we should have we probably should have in corners because he ran that fast but like he's honestly a little bit more than just running that fast so yeah i mean all the baylor guys are yeah, they everyone see, thought that's why Tyquan Thorne was just fast. No, no, 
He's a good blocker. And yeah, I mean the Baylor guys, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun draft for Baylor uh, to watch where these guys land, especially Bernard, Abram Smith, all those guys, like wherever they land, it's going to be, it's going to be cool to watch. So I think that's going to do it. Uh, Wrapping up the DBs. So, wrapping up pre-draft entirely. Up, yeah, we've wrapped up pre-draft for you guys. It's going to be a loaded week because uh, you'll probably be hearing the mock because we're recording this Sunday night. You'll probably hear the mock episode Monday. Monday. And so you'll probably hear the next two days. So you have a lot of content to consume here pre-draft before before we kick things off. I don't know what we're going to do in terms of draft reactions other than I know we're going to be next next Monday. We'll see. Um, But if this is the last you hear from us, you it is the last you'll hear from us before the draft. We hope you guys enjoy Packers fans and all fans. We hope you enjoy it. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm excited it's here. It's going to be kind of crazy just not knowing anything for certain right now. It's this is honestly probably the most like anxious I've been just to yeah. get the not really anxious just because this week's going to go so slow. It like is. the next 3 days are just going to go so slow. Unless you have 11 mocks to do. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to Load be yourself busy. up with stuff and it won't go. Yeah, load yourself up. I mean, I, I have no problem with that, but it's still just yeah. a drag. Probably will. But, like, just the unknown is just so exciting. We haven't really had this. I made a post earlier today. Yeah. And, like, we haven't had this level of unknown since, like, 2017. Like, last year you knew pretty much the top seven picks. This year, you don't even know number one. So Yeah, you don't. Let alone, like, eight through seven through ten is going to be wild. Six through ten even. Carolina is going to be a fun one. Houston is going to be really fun at three. It's just going to be really exciting. And if Malik Willis goes at two, everything just goes haywire. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be insane if that happens. We just don't – we just know nothing. We have no idea where Thibodeau's going to go. Like, from all indications, it sounds like it could be four, but it could be eight or nine, or it could – you know, the Lions could shock everybody. Houston could shock everybody. I, <laughs> I know this. John Mechie will not be a first-round pick. There you go. <laughs> what an elite nugget that is right there. Wow. Tyquan Thornton will not be a first-round pick. Josh Job will not be a first round pick. Yes. There you go. That's the Seattle Everybody pick else at nine. is on the table, actually. That's the Seattle pick at nine. <laughs> no, the Seattle pick at nine is going to be Chance Campbell, linebacker, Mississippi. There you go. Or, or, Braxton Jones tackle Southern Utah. Boom. It's literally Titus Howard all over again. I love. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, why not? That's actually kind of turned out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Expect that for Seattle. Uh, Mason, tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Thompson22 Mason. Uh, I'm doing live stream for primetime sports talk on YouTube and Twitter, both Thursday and Friday. Yeah, and uh, you can find me at Jacob Mills Draft. I'll also be live Thursday and Friday on a different stream. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, we'll be so back and forth all the, night. Yeah, we'll up, open up all the tabs uh, on, on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, lots of stuff this week. Just don't spoil the picks for me. That's all I ask because I know don't, you're going to be. 
Oh, we're tipping. You're not tipping for me. Oh no, I don't have to. You're no, you have you have to listen. You have the audio off or whatever. But I, we'll be tipping. Um, we're not waiting for the commissioner. Anyway, thank you guys so much. We're gonna get out of here. We appreciate you guys sticking with us this long, um, and we will catch you uh, w- with all the post draft uh, stuff very very soon.